What kind of impact do you want to have in the world? How can collaborating with others amplify that impact? In this podcast, hear from folks in all walks of life and work about the impact they want to have and how partnerships and collaboration play a role. Welcome to The Collaborative Effect, a podcast from Venn Collaborative and me, Jim Woodell. I'm here with Dorothy Wilhelm, who's a media personality, author, professional speaker, and humorist. And Dorothy can be found online at itsnevertoolate.com. Dorothy, thanks so much for being with me. Jim, it's just a delight to be here. I, and usually I get to ask the questions. I have actually had it happen that people were interviewing me and I took the show over. So be, I'd be a little careful if I were you. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to let that happen, Dorothy, just to let you know in advance. So to start out, Dorothy, could you just talk a little bit about what kind of work you do and why did you start doing that work? Indeed, it would be hard for you to stop me. I am a, as I said, I'm a media personality. I've been on the air, radio, television, and podcasting since 1984. And which <laughs> there's something about that date, but never mind. And my newspaper column has run for almost 40 years. So what that means is you've got to be prepared to grab the opportunities and move with them. I love the fact that I'm getting to constantly change, meet new people and do new things. But I didn't like it much at the time I started. How I got into this business was my husband died. This is not good. And it was really hard. As you can only imagine our family, we have six kids. Now, this is an interesting thing. My older three kids will not allow me to say I had six kids when my husband died, because they all point out, you can tell where they got this from. They all point out that they were grown, married, and had careers of their own. I cannot take responsibility or credit for them. (laughs) I I did have three three kids home and our youngest was six and she had just had her sixth birthday. So it was a nightmare. I had absolutely no hireable skills. I had never worked outside the home and I could not even drive on the freeway because why I couldn't drive on the freeway was sir said I couldn't. In those days, officers' wives did not work outside the home. If you were working, if you were working your spouse and it was guys in those days, your spouse would be called into the CEO's office and told your wife is working, see that she stops. Do you, do you see the wow. little problems there? Yeah. Um, I, I know my daughter, my daughters-in-law who are military wives would not go for that. But okay, so here I am. The only skills I have are volunteer. We did a lot of volunteering. And I've got to do something pretty quick. The first question the person needs to ask themselves in this situation is, what can I do that people will pay for? Okay, eliminate the first two ideas and go to the third one. And I did a quick job skills analysis and thought that I had precisely the same qualifications for being a radio talk show host as for working at McDonald's, which is (laughs) absolutely none. But here is what I had the great epiphany that, that has carried me this far. And I will be 90 in one more year and I'm still working. The thing was, always start at the top. McDonald's will always be there. Is that most people start down and think they'll work up. You can't, it can't be done. So 
I went into, there was a small radio station in our community, subsequently bought by the Catholic Archdiocese. I don't know what to make of that, but they, it's still there. You can still smell the cigarette smoke from 1983 when you go <laughs> in there. But at the time, and you didn't have to be in the parking lot to get the signal, but it didn't hurt. I went in and I said to them, you have no women on your staff. In those days, women on the air were pretty unusual. You have no women on your staff. I can start Monday. Now, I'm, and I'm not going to say they took me in and paid me lavishly. Now, remember, I told you about this station. But I, I started a talk show, and it was phone in those days, five o'clock in the morning. Wow. And I learned my craft. And then I'd go home, get the kids to school. Within two years, I was on Cairo Radio and TV as their creative living expert. Cairo is one of the biggest media outlets in the country, wow. in those number one in the Northwest. And I bet you'd love to know how I made that leap. I'm not going to tell you today. But okay. anyway, <laughs> anyway, but so that was how I got started. And it was really because every week it was so good for me, almost what you're doing, Jim. It's really wonderful in that every week I had to think of a new aspect of creative living. And I would sometimes have guests and sometimes not. Didn't much matter because I had this opportunity. Martha Stewart was on my show. So was Ivana Trump who not, you know, I know she's recently passed and we're all sad, but she did wear the tightest jeans in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's creative living. That's what I thought. So anyway, that was how I got into it. And it took me a while to realize, I think when you're in media and you love media, the thing that tickles me most is when I was a child, and you're probably not going to be surprised to hear this. When I was a child, my nickname was Blabbermouth. And <laughs> No. Imagine being able to make a living. <laughs> well, there you go. That is one of your the skills you discovered you had that people would my pay super, you for. My superpower. Yes. That's right. And so this has blossomed into a career of being a sought after professional speaker, humorous, and still a media personality. And I'm so glad that you're in my media and being the personality that you are. So my next question for you, Dorothy, is given this kind of work that you do, what's an impact that you would like to have with this work? Oh, good. I'm so glad you asked me that because that allows me to tell you about another of my podcasts, Dear Jim. See, we're going to be great. This is going to be like visualize Casablanca. And here's <laughs> who was the actor with Humphrey Bogart. He's going to get on the plane. And he says, Louis, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship because... <laughs> I'm going to tell you about my one of my podcasts is Coffee Chat and Change the World. And oh, like everybody, everybody says, you know, the joke, oh, have you changed the world yet? Yeah, because we're talking about it. We weren't talking about it before. And I look for ways, I feel like in many ways, having been in the military and been all over the world, having had the good luck to live in Asia for six years, I feel like we've been really sold a bill of goods about what our powers are and what the world is like and what the people in the world are like. And I, what I try to do with Coffee Chat is to introduce people from all over the world who are doing wonderful things that you'd never meet otherwise. That's like I have, I have my little bracelets here for Ukraine. Father Fred Mayoski at Bellarmine here in, in Tacoma sells these for the benefit of Ukraine. And don't imagine I think that's doing something big. No. But I just think if we start 
doing what we can where we can. Absolutely. It's going to make a difference. And that's what I hope. I think the one thing, as I often say, people of my generation, we are called the silent generation. That is not because we don't talk, as you may have guessed. (laughs) Well, certainly not in your case, is it? But he didn't protest. We didn't break the rules. We followed. So we were also, we are also the only generation for which the American dream came true. Uh, and that's true. And with my six kids covering a full generation, 20 years, my oldest is 21 years older than my youngest. Same fellow throughout. I think that shows a nice continuing enthusiasm. And and a low regard for the law of cause and effect, of course. (laughs) But but the thing is that we've got some insights. We've seen some things. We do another podcast called My Generation, called Generation Gap, where we look at exactly these things, how we look at things differently. That's the impact I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that we can maybe learn a little something. So far, our track record isn't good. And we haven't much. That is so true. And we don't seem to learn things, but... And what a wonderful way to think about the possibility of the impact that you can have is just to open the door, really, to get people talking and learning so that they can, they themselves can move forward and have an impact. So what I'm really interested here and what my listeners are interested in, Dorothy, is how you get to impact through partnership and collaboration. How, what role do others play in helping you to achieve or realize the ability for you to achieve that impact? Oh, my dear boy. Here comes the the Dorothy lecture. Now, so we are asking, so how we get other people involved or do I need other people? Do I, can I do, am I a one trick pony and can I do it myself? How do you think about that? Do you, is partnership and collaboration important in in having an impact or, and if it is, how, and if it's not, why not? No, for me, for someone doing the kind of shows I do and have always done, and of course, for being a speaker to now we're going back to speaking to groups again, I had set up, I have a program with my full color personage on it, and I was going to show it to you, but I left it over there. Oh. I think I saw it from the college, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when you're doing like that, you can't not involve people. Everything we do if you can't get people involved, you're going to go home. There, there's, not, there's not any way of doing this kind of thing alone. There was 20, 30 years ago, maybe, but not now. People expect to be involved. They expect to be asked questions. More than that, they've got information we don't have. On the, the coffee chat show, we have a regular guest, Durga Mata from the United Kingdom. She comes to all of the groups we go to, but it's been fun to see her evolve. She started out, she's doing coaching and she's still working. She's doing that, but it wasn't working as well as it it could. So she went back to being a street bus in London and and it's working with the tin whistle. Who do you actually pay a tin and play a tin whistle? See, to me, the world is so full of wonder. And I think that's why things have gone as well in, for my ability to stay active. Yeah. It's just, I feel, somebody said to me once, Dorothy, you're just like a terrier puppy. You run into a crowded room, pee on everyone's shoes and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to keep that in mind and not going to get into any rooms with you then, Dorothy. We're going to have a Zoom-only relationship. That'll be okay with me. 
That's wonderful. Like what I like in particular about what you said, Dorothy, is this idea that, and I, it's so, it resonates so much with me in terms of how I think about why partnership and collaboration are important to impact is that everybody has a different idea. Everybody has a different perspective and you need more than one perspective. You need more than one idea. And especially in the kinds of problems we're trying to solve in the world today, one person's ideas and perspective aren't going to cut it. We need to shape the solutions by bringing those different perspectives together. And I really appreciated your mentioning that in particular. We all came here with different gifts. I have, we don't want to limit each other. I have one of my sons has, uh, he's very dyslexic and his teacher in high school told him he could not ever hope to go to college. So when he was graduating at the top of his class from law school, he said he really wanted to take his great medal he'd he'd earned and go back and hit the guy with it. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to limit each other. That's right. No, no limiting. Absolutely. Dorothy, I'm so grateful for your time and enthusiasm. And I'm just so glad that you're in my universe of colleagues in my network now and really appreciate your stopping by today to have this conversation with me. That was really fun. I'm on my way to Tai Chi now. I do Tai Chi regular and sword form. You'd be, Uh, oh yeah. I didn't know about sword form. That is for another episode, Dorothy. We'll have to learn about sword form, Tai Chi and how it's going to have an impact on the world. No kidding. You should see what the police say when they stop me. (laughs) I'm sure they run the other direction. Thank you so much, Dorothy. It was great fun. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dorothy Wilhelm is a columnist, humorist, speaker, and broadcaster who has spoken to audiences from Bangkok to Nashville. Dorothy calls herself a porcupine trainer because of the sticky situations and prickly people we all have to face on a daily basis. You can learn more about Dorothy at itsnevertoolate.com. You've been listening to The Collaborative Effect, a podcast from Venn Collaborative and me, Jim Waddell. Learn more at vencollaborative.org. Continue the conversation at vencollaborative.org slash effect. Let's create some impact together.